Hi guys, welcome to episode 2 of uh, James's 10 Minute Country, in which this 47-year-old uh, middle-aged man explores his uh, long and, and sometimes tortuous journey to uh, becoming a, a Dan and Shay fangirl, which was an unexpected turn of events that occurred to me earlier this year. Um, I finally bought into the, the Dan and Shay thing um, with the third self-titled album that they released this year after a good, what well, must be three years of solid resistance, really. Uh, I couldn't understand the sort of catnip effect that the, they were having on the country music world and, you know, um, there was a lot of uh, uh, suspicion on my part that they were actually just a boy band uh, masquerading as a, a country music uh, Rascal Flats type influenced duo but I've, I've finally seen the light and I thought everybody might like to see what my journey uh, was like. Um, it sort of mirrors uh, American DJ Bobby Bones' journey. He once referred, famously referred to Dan and Shay as the country music Savage Garden, which was a jibe based around comparisons with nineties pop, the Australian nineties pop duo, who sang such sugary sweet polished pop songs like Truly Madly Deeply and um, To the Moon and Back. Um, but his conversion into the cult of Dan and Shay was confirmed just a couple of weeks ago when the guys were invited into the studio for a four-day residency in the lead-up to the album release, and um, it was well and truly won over. My conversion feels odd. I'm, I'm 47, I'm a man, which doesn't necessarily fit with the Dan and Shay demographic. I've got two teenage kids, you know, I like Dirks, Eric Church, Brad Paisley, they're, they're nearer my age, they're... They have a wide range of of song themes. For me, erroneously, it turns out, uh, I always thought Dan and Shay were just like, you know, snowflake millennials. Um, Their songs are essentially about the start of relationships, about those wide-sweeping statements of love that you tend to make in your 20s at the sort of embryonic start of a relationship. They're about honeymoons, they're about summers of love, about building something from the ground up. You know, at my age and my phase in life, my existence is essentially a, a daily grind of jobs and, and the handling of vampiric kids who suck the life out of you, leaving you with nothing to look forward to but bedtime, really. So it's sort of at odds with Dan and Shay's outlook on life and their age and their experience. You know, I've been there. I've said and done some of those things, obviously not in such a beautifully harmonious way. Um, so I resisted. I listened to the debut album sneeringly through middle-aged eyes and I dismissed it as boy band stuff. You know, 19 You and Me sounded like Take That to Me. Stop, Drop and Roll, pop music. Uh, What You Do to Me, sort of first date One One Direction nonsense. Something changed slightly, just a smidge, when they released Obsessed though. I didn't like the title straight away. It felt like a nod to their legion of screaming fangirls. But but the song from the ground up grabbed me. You know, yes, you still have to wade through sort of a Tate and Lyle-sized mountain of sugar to get to the core of the song. But what was there in that core, I thought, was a superb ballad, full of meaning and intent. Um, So I listened to the rest of Obsessed, begrudgingly, it has to be said, and I heard a few other things that I liked. Uh, Lipstick has a believable narrative. All Nighter started to be- show me that I could believe the boys were capable of doing an up-tempo song instead of the sort of uh, uh, wash of ballads that I perceived that they did. Um, How Not To had a sort of Rascal Flats style quality to it and an annoyingly catchy chorus. 
However, that old heavy metal fan in me started whispering dark thoughts into my brain like, what would your mates from the 80s say if they could see you listening to this now? So I shut the silliness down right away. Although I did secretly still listen to From the Ground Up every now and again when he was asleep or preoccupied with thinking about old White Snake videos. Um, on that phase, some UK shows came and went and I impassively ignored them. Uh, despite the fact that social media was full of platitudes and full of admiration for their vocal histrionics and warm stage personas. But it was when they released Tequila that I really, really started to think that I could be onto something here. And uh, the dam burst and my conversion into full-fledged fangirl really happened. Tequila is an amazing song. Um, it, it's, it's a little more grown-up than many of their earlier songs. It's not so age-stamped. You know, the guy reminiscing in the song could be my age. Bless him. He could be 25. You, ju you just don't know. And that's the beauty of the song. Great songwriters are able to add an ambiguity to their lyrics that leave the listener able to find relevance in their own experiences. It's a kind of everyman quality. Um, Dirks has it. Christian Bush has it. Um, and I'm proud to announce that Dan and Shay have finally found it. Uh, other songs on the album are just as good as Tequila. Alone Together, that's a fine drum-driven up-tempo song. I wish they did more of those. Um, Stupid Love, that's light, it's fun, and more importantly, it's not age-defined either. My Side of the Fence is a sweet, tender ballad that for once isn't dripping in the type of production slush that some of their earlier songs are covered in. Um, but it's keeping score that's the highlight of the album for me and the real stepping stone to the future for them. A huge radio-friendly duet with Kelly Clarkson that brings Dan and Shay into my grown-up, post-millennial world. It, it reminds me of Jason Aldean's Carrie Underwood, Jason Aldean and Carrie Underwood's uh, "Don't You Want to Stay," or even Carrie and Brad's "Remind Me." It's a proper grown-up duet that examines the male-female dynamic, and I really do hope they release that as a single. I'm, I'm still not a hundred percent committed to every Dan and Shay song. But I'm a long, long way down the path, uh, further down the path than I used to be. Um, there are some songs still, like No Such Thing. That's way, way, way out of my wheelhouse with its club setting and R&B rhythms. Uh, and, and the recent release of the club mix of Tequila nearly caused me to have a full-blown coronary, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I get that they're a different age to me. And I get that their influences are different to mine. And I get that they've got to target the charts and the the people who uh, supposedly buy records, although I suspect the older fans like me were going to buy more things than the younger fans, but I get that they've got to do that. Um, so I listened to the Club Remix of Tequila once and I've, you know, scrubbed my ears with sandpaper and um, I've had six or seven sessions of therapy so far in an effort to try and get me to forget what I heard. But on the whole, I'm there. I've bought into the cult. I'm with Bobby now on this one. I understand what genius songwriters they are. I understand how the hell they can sing the song out of you know any words on paper. I could I could give them my shopping list, and I'm sure they would turn it into uh, something amazing. I think I recently saw them sing a sneeze, which sort of broke the internet for a while. So I'm there. I'm I've bought my ticket for the January UK tour. And I shall be uh, as excited as anyone there to see the guys do their stuff from stage. 
Um, I, I tried to resist. I tried to see them as nothing but uh, sugary boy band material. But as they've got older and as they've, as they've grown and as their songwriting has developed, um, they've hooked me in as well. And I don't think that I'm be the last person to say this or echo those sentiments. So, well done, Dan and Shay. Congrats on a con- on uh, on a conversion. You've uh, you've made this cynical middle-aged man um, sing like a millennial. So, uh, looking forward to seeing you in the UK in October in um, January. And uh, I shall be there at the Birmingham show on the front row, uh, surrounded by all the other 23-year-old girls, uh, which, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. All right, then. Thanks for listening, guys. That was episode two. And uh, if you subscribe to the channel, you'll get a notification when the next episode um, goes up. All right. Thanks ever so much. Have a great day, guys.